The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Sarah Becker. I'm Trevor Flynn. I'm John Solis. And I'm Jack Newman, and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. Bond! Was it Movie Gang Bondcast? I mean, that works. That's where Movie it's Gang it's Bondcast! There you go. Bond Bondcast! We got. Da-da-da! I'm gonna love editing those spikes, Trevor. Um, yeah, anyways, welcome back to the Movie Gang Bondcast. We're gonna. I can't say podcast for some reason. Because uh, uh, you need to be bo- saying Bondcast. It's bond. the Bondcast now. Yeah. This week we're going to be reviewing. Uh, it's finally good again. <laughs> I'm so Thank happy God. for this. Thank <laughs> God. We're re- reviewing 1974's The Man with the Golden Gun, directed by Guy Hamilton. Feature song is obviously, it's always the fucking name of the fucking film. So why the fuck do I have to tell the featured name? All right, whatever. Anyways, cool. <laughs> you sound like you're mad at your notes or a summary that you're reading. One no, of the this, two. Is, this is my favorite thing. The, the actual official says, cool government operative James Bond <laughs> he sounds like a bureaucrat that's he's like, he's like, see, he sounds like a guy having a midlife crisis which in yes. some ways he is that's exactly right? what Bond yep. is right now so yeah so uh, yeah anyways <laughs> cool government operative James Bond played by Roger Moore searches for a stolen invention that can turn the sun's heat into a destructive weapon he soon crosses paths with the menacing with the myth mything uh Francisco Scaramanga played by Christopher Lee of Saruman fame uh, a hitman so skilled he has a seven figure working fee uh Man, it's it's actually like surprisingly cheap to kill people. Um, uh, Bond then joins forces with the swimsuit clad Mary Goodnight, uh, Britt Ek- Eklund, uh, and together they track Scaramanga to a tropical isle hideout where the killer for hire lures the slick spy into a deadly maze for a final duel. That's just giving away the game, guys. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, this is Man with a Golden Gun. This, I think, I think this is where this is. This is where Moore turns it around, and he does one very specific thing. There was camp in Live and Let Die, but this is camp. We got some camp going, you know. We got we got crazy gun parts that turn into a golden gun, and we got Christopher Lee, who's just like I don't know. He's like this sexy, sophisticated villain that it can actually like you know. It's it's it. I think the nice thing about this movie is like they essentially threw a James Bond like person at James Bond and then yeah. just let it go. And I and I just think that's the thing. I think Christopher Lee carries this film too. I think he's oh, just sort yeah. of like for sure. Look at my third nipple, and he's got all this. <laughs> he's got a Christopher Lee. Yeah, I mean him and Nick. Now. <laughs> yeah, well, knickknack, let's get to that. But um <laughs> Yeah. But Christopher Lee too is like, you know, it's one of the things I think I, I want to Ben on here because I wanted him to talk about it because he knows a little bit more about this than me. But I, he, there is a lot of articles suggesting a certain like a lot more camp and gay energy in this one. And I think that bears out for me as well. I, I'm not necessarily sure it's like I'm not necessarily sure Roger Moore's clued into that, but um, I do think I do think there's like a certain amount of like like a certain amount of camp and context here. That is, I think it's the change for me and the James Bond formula that's going to bear out the rest of the Roger Moore era being pretty good until we start getting to the living, you know, the view to a kills and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, this is this is this is it. This is the change. And uh it's kind of wonky. So let's talk about with people. Let's start with you, Sarah. What did you think of the man with the golden gun? It was so refreshing to watch a Bond film and enjoy it once again after the last, <laughs> I don't know, four or five movies. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. You didn't like um, Thunderball and... Uh you know, oh, I, I, mean, I did Thund- like Thunder. Thunderball, Thunderball was fine. okay. Thunderball, Thunderball is, is still- a ways ago now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. talking we're, we're, like <laughs> since on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Or, oh, or really fair since, enough. Yeah. Um, Sarah did not like that. <laughs> no, still my least favorite, but all, but also still my most favorite Bond girl. So, <laughs> <laughs> hate the film, love the kind, actor. I don't know. Kind of how that works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or worked. But. um yeah, it was good. It was campy. It had a, you know, a 
plot that was interesting enough. And sure, there were still, you know, racially problematic things. J.W. Pepper himself is a problematic person. But, yeah. <laughs> what, you know. I, I want to dig in. Why did he come back? I don't, don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, no reason. Was he like a fan favorite on uh, on on Live and Let Die? Somebody that, must have liked him. Yeah, that, I, that could, that's the only explanation. Or maybe he had a contract for two films. I don't know. I, I, it's it's one of those things that feels really shitty because and he's like, like a Thai. He's like a Thai, like a Louisiana tourist in Thailand. I don't. I just like what? well, there, like, that's a, that's loaded. Thing, <laughs> the only thing he does there is make racially charged remarks. About the people in Thailand. Yeah, in yeah. Thailand. Like, and why would you? Why would you go there if that's your? If that's all you're gonna it, do? It's also like because that's weird. what Americans like, do. We go to places and expect us them to have the things that we are used to. That okay, is a stereotypical right, right. thing. Let's, let's not say that this movie has a point about this because the whole point is for literally the symbol of of like British imperialism to come in and judge the American tourists. So I'm just I'm just like saying it's the, like it's it's the. Uh, uh, this, this movie doesn't have a point, as I'm just saying. It's just doing stuff. You know it's what I mean? It's the pot calling the kettle black. For it sure. is, oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah it's one of those, not, not to defend J.W. Pepper in any shape or form. I'm just he saying. He like, less insufferable in this one because, you know, he's out of his element, at least for me, I guess, what? a little bit. This is also where I, I just marginally. And, um, I disagree yeah, he only because a- he's in it more in this yeah. movie. So for, oh, yeah. you know, the previous film, you see him for a grand total of about two or three minutes. And so well, he, he's and he funny have. and then he doesn't overstay his welcome. And in this one, I was like, when is Bond going to shoot this motherfucker? I am so tired of him. He does yeah. come back and I'm like, oh, he's back. And then he's not in it for a while. And then, oh, oh, he's back again. <laughs> now he's well, in the car. <laughs> and, and in, you know, in Live and Let Die, you know, think what you may think about the film. Like, you know, the character actually had a point and moved the plot forward. Right. Uh, here. <laughs> He's like, there's no reason for him to be there. Like, Not he's just all. like comic relief that I don't <laughs> really think works all that well. At least it did for me. So yeah. I was just, I was just very confused every time he was on screen. <laughs> did you know he was in Cool Hand Luke? What the fuck? Ever seen it? Never heard of yeah. it. Yeah, he he was the district attorney in Al Capone in the first Untouch for Al Capone in the first Untouchables. Sorry, the actor that actually plays him, oh. and he was he was also like a prison like a prison guard in Cool Hand Luke, which is just you know typecast all the way, man. Oh, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? it's like Jesus. So it's yeah. like a seven degrees of whatever tie yeah. in IMDb trivia to this movie because Al Capone is also in it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. He, yeah. he also always looks like he has like chewing tobacco, like just like in his jaw. What? Oh, and like kind of like yeah. protrudes. It's, it's like a weird. It's a, yeah. Every time he's on, on the screen, I'm just like, oh, God, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick Knack was a little bit like that for me, too, on this one. Uh, we'll get to that. But uh, uh, Trevor, what did you think of The Man with the Golden Gun? Man, I knew I was looking forward to this one. I had just kind of good memories of it being uh, just more entertaining and. Of course, Christopher Lee. Hmm. Um, so I, this was overwhelmingly positive for me. Yeah. This is good camp. It's also like, this is also like, there's a lot of like Bond standalones here, right? It's like the island fortress and it's got this Porco Rosso vibe on the beach. And it's like, yeah, I want to be Christopher Lee. Like, it's also like, yeah. one of the, it's also like one Absolutely. of the first villains that Which, like doesn't totally not make sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, not to like, it's not, his plan is like kind I of mean, ridiculous. It's kind of a, this is giving me a lot of credit, but it's kind of a foreshadow of one of my ever favorite Bond movies, uh, Skyfall has the same kind of dynamic. Yeah, or you could exactly. say is calling yeah. back. Well, well, and it's and refreshing not to have Blofeld as the villain, <laughs> to be yeah, honest. Yeah. Like and it was kind of nice to change it up a little bit. And, and it's also just like, I think this is always like the formula for Bond. Like we just Bond is such an established character. Like Bond villains are like Spider-Man. It's a great vehicle for good villains because, sorry, that's a weird poll. But like comics, like with long established heroes are great vehicles for villains because we know the character. They don't have to change because they have a built in plot arc that we already know and perceive. So all you have to do is like drive the movie with the villain go Pure the, Thanos, go the Thanos route 
amount villainy yeah. and yeah. just the smile on Christopher Lee's face when Bond shows up on that island. He is so happy to see him and just <laughs> yeah, no. like a pro date and let me show you my laser toy. I'm going to blow up your plane on. That's yeah. so cool. Here's I'm really the have the golden gun now. Huh? Here's huh? the lady in the bikini I have no interest in. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, <laughs> I mean, I joked about that, but he literally just does not look at her. I love to say Ben's not here because I really wanted to it's hear his explanation. Weird, yeah. It's a weird concept, Christopher Lee's little fortress, because it seems, and they kind of foreshadow this in the in the first scene, but he just invites like other hitmen there. <laughs> and then they have like a little standoff where Knickknack's like the the master of the controls to kind of make it challenging yeah. to see who like the best hitman is, and it's kind of a weird deal. But I you know I, I didn't see it necessarily the way uh, you you might have seen it. It's just like he, he kind of views Bond as like the ultimate yeah. challenge, right? And he of course he has like the you know the model uh, like yeah. the, the the doll of Bond there. <laughs> Which so. is just wow. <laughs> like, he had that made. A obsessed, maybe. Yeah. yeah, but it's also like. Does it's he only also, have one? That's the question. The, 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 the good part about Scaramanga, too, is he's the first version of Bond that's just driven to, like, not a version of Bond, but he's just like, he's Bond in excess in the own movie. And I think that's the other thing, too, is that, like, the villains in the Bond series start being Bond, but at the other end of the spectrum. And that's like how they justify Bond being Bond. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's like accurate. Like it's, you know, now it's like now he has a death island and has like a like a, a fucking shrine to this guy who's going to kill him. And it's all this other stuff. And he only ever uses one bullet. He doesn't call it carry a full gun. Just like Bond carries his tiny gun. You know, it's like a the Walter PPK. Yeah, it's like a whole thing. Sorry, I haven't, yeah. I haven't allowed you to talk yet, Sean. But I mean, no. so, yeah. What did you think? Uh, of I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, oh, you enjoyed a Roger Moore film? <laughs> well, you know, I like, I was, I, was, like I was saying earlier, I. I think it. I, I well, part of the reason I enjoyed it is because we're watching these in order, and I've just endured Diamonds Are Forever. It's been bad. It's been bad. And live and let die. <laughs> so, like anything that's like remotely good, I'm like, yes, I need to. I need. I need more of this in my life. And I, the, the movie reminded me a little bit of You Only Live Twice, um, just in terms of the setup. Uh, and, Sweet digs, um, man. That that lair. Yeah, right away, yeah. I'm like, yeah, love it. <laughs> Um, and I, I really enjoyed You Only Live Twice. It's, it kind of had just that. It brought back memories of that movie for me. But it also had uh, a lot of fun camp as well. And I think this is the first movie where Roger Moore is actually able to kind of shine as Bond because um, it's, it's a well-written movie. Um, and, you know, his personality is kind of coming out and he's, he's now kind of com- more comfortable with the character than he, than he might have been in the first movie. Um, so all of that coming together. Uh, worked for me and I, I, I really enjoyed it. I really like that they take Bond's Sherlock Holmes just into, like they just embrace it in this where Scaramanga is touring him around the aisle and he's like, I was never very good at science and Bond knows like everything to the degree of temperature that is critical. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like, just it's just like, him, it to him. let me tell you how sake is meant to be served. You know, it's like, it's, 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 <laughs> except Scaramanga is so yeah. into it and just, so it's just it's like, like the perfect. Tell me more. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah. loving it. So, Christopher Lee is just selling a lot of this movie. Like for like the dialogue, like a lot of like the dumb, like villain monologue scenes, Christopher Lee is just like so happy to be there that I'm just like, I'll listen. Sure. What up? Fucking hey, tell me a story, Christopher Lee. You know, like sure. What the fuck? I don't know. I, I I do think this is a funny movie in that like there's a lot of production history behind this movie because it was almost killed the Bond franchise. That's like a not well known thing. It's also surprisingly one of the lowest grossing Bond films of all time. Uh, so it, tell us how it almost killed the franchise, Jack. I'll get to that. There's a, there's other things I want to talk about before we do oh, that. Well, um, um, but, uh, but sorry, <laughs> but there's stuff like there's stuff like they suspense. did. Well, they had they did a lot of different stunts. This is think about think of the the intensity of the stunts on this one. There's a lot more car chases, boat chases. This is actually a packed film, but you know it's one of those things where it's like this film. You know how Thunderball felt like crazy. You know what I mean? This is the first one where they were trying to go back to some of those crazy stunts, but like the success of the previous couple Bond films were because they were so low budget. Specifically, Live and Let Die was incredibly low budget. 
or they, they, they just maintain the same budget over like 10 to 15 years. And so at some point at live and let die, it was pretty inexpensive to make. And so this one, <laughs> they did a crazy car chase and some, for some reason he stuck a whistle on that. Which a guy slide whistle. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you were getting to <laughs> that you didn't, that you wanted I to saw set it. up properly? I loved <laughs> that car chase. Oh, the, the chases in this movie were fucking phenomenal. I, yeah, yeah, I like I'm, it I'm a not going to lie. Yeah. Like the, uh, the, there's a boat chase and I, you know, before I had seen uh, Live and Let Die, I hadn't recalled like boat chases being a thing. But apparently in the 70s, like boat chases were all the rage. And I'm like, this is fucking phenomenal. I was just eating it all up. And then they have the car chase. And then his car like turns into a plane. So there's just like you've got like all forms of transportation going. It was just kicking on all cylinders. It was great. <laughs> Still really hated the slide whistle effect. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, I think I said in our chat that like the uh, MI6 secret base on the Queen Elizabeth, but if that brought up the movie, a whole point was where the whole point in our scale, putting the slide whistle on that just it, it cancels it out just about it's like just embrace it. Just yeah. embrace how ridiculous it is. Why did you do that? <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's also play the Bond theme over it. Yeah. It's, it's honest. It's honestly too for the time was like a very intense stunt that they didn't think was taken seriously. People thought people thought it was like faked, and it's hard to looking back on it. It's like it's a very intense actual stunt that was done, and it was it was death defying, and it's crazy. And Guy Hamilton actually went on record as saying he really regretted the slide whistle. <laughs> Oh, so Which, it was the director's decision, of course. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's like, he, apparently, it's like a thing that fucking keeps him up at night. That's like yeah. a thing. That, <laughs> Which, like, I as a, as like I, I've done dumb things too. Like, you know, oh, man. Oh, really? Some of the, some of the, shut up. Some of those some lines of I had student films. I wouldn't be shocked if you're like, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally put you in danger just so you know. <laughs> I put Will and you in a room and said, y'all are good at choreography. Come on, you're you're you fuck guys each other. Fine, just then, fuck each other up, and I'll film it. And then <laughs> that reminds me. Head went through a wall, and it was Sarah's wall. I forgot yeah. about that. It was <laughs> not my head, for the record. It yeah, went the wall. you you let Will head. fix that alone. <laughs> you threw Will through the. That's it was true. Will's head. Will, Will did pay for that. And then I kept filming him for like 24 hours when he probably had a concussion. But I this needed. This need reminds me. Shut him up, Sean. You're the lawyer. Um, this <laughs> reminds me. There's uh, there's karate in this movie because Oof. karate was popular at the time probably one of the I, I guess less uh, thrilling action uh, parts of it I mean it was still fun <laughs> don't get me wrong when the two teenage girls show up and kick a whole dojo's ass it uh, oh yeah it's it a works. little mind you know it, yeah. it actually it works I like you know that's not a beat that progress bugs me today. I guess yeah no, no no they get no points but like it's fine you know what I mean that's like what you're shooting for in these movies at this point mm -hmm. like and also I'm kind of glad that that was their only scene I feel like if they had been overused then it would have gotten mm. weird it was also, oh, it was weird already. They were like too. Well, yeah. Th uh, did they come across as like weird. too young? Like what? What was the deal? Well, uh, henchman assistant. Don't remember his name. Sorry. Picks him up with them in the back. And hip. good. Good night is like hip. Is that his name? That his name is hip. I'm sorry. Uh, only because I looked him up on IMDb to say something else about him to Ben. <laughs> Well, when he picks him up, he has him in the back seat, and Goodnight gets jealous, like assuming that he's gonna hit on these like high school girls. So yeah, if that's what you mean, that's that's probably where that vibe comes from. But uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I had assumed they were like his daughters or something. I, oh, I mean, I, yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I there was no basis for that assumption. I'm now realizing. <laughs> um, yeah. What do you think what, of Goodnight? Eh. Yeah. Yeah. She's like marginally She's, more intelligent than Tiffany in Diamonds Are Forever, maybe. Uh, I'm impressed that you remember all their names. I it's like, it's I can't fine. Keep them straight. You know what's fine too? <laughs> Roger Moore is not interested in her, which is I, this is it is the beginning of Roger Moore being more interested in the villain, and that's like a thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and, and ironically, just having some random back ground humorous character like they're not trying to make the girl into like a storyline and so you know it's somehow less progressive but also like in its own weird way I just don't have as much of a problem with it because they're not trying to force a story onto her like she's just there I and mean she's like, if she has a character arc it's that she wants to sleep with James Bond which yes. is oh, yeah. what That's every absolutely. Bond girl's character arc is eventually gets locked in a closet while he has sex with the other woman yeah at least let her out of the room dude holy <laughs> crap yeah, like, like, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> 
I don't know. I'm like, okay. I don't. So don't take this the wrong way. But like, I was like, uh, it's like super geeky. <laughs> like, I was just like, no, it is. But like, I pretty, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, who, who, who? What is the audience that James Bond is shooting for? It's one of those things where it's like, that's kind of funny. You know, like I'm just like, that's kind of funny. It's low ball. I mean, no, it definitely like, is. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not disputing that. But I'm, not, it's also I'm not like, sad. I'm not like giving this movie credit. But at the same time, when I go back to watch these movies, and he's like, "Yep, just stay in the closet while I watch me have sex," and I'm like. <laughs> This is somehow deeply metaphorical. <laughs> We're gonna take your shit, put it in the closet, and I'm gonna have sex with this beautiful woman. And I'm like, okay, James. That's, that's like a Roger Moore thing. This is not the first time he's stuck a woman in the closet. It's not. It's not. It's a recurring theme. Oh, it's practically a trope in the Moore movies. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't love her as a character, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I think she like escapes with the what it was like the Solex is what it's called. Yeah. So, so she like escapes with the Solex and then she immediately gets like captured by, uh, um, you know, Christopher Lee and, and Nick Knack. And I'm just like, oh, I knew that was coming. And I'm just like, I, I feel like she's kind of a. Um, almost like a foil but it's just like very predictable so in 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 fairness i thought i thought she was like one of the weaker points of the movie she didn't really add a whole lot to a plot for me um but i guess you had some comic relief there but it just mm, i don't know wasn't wasn't my favorite she's kind of a running joke yeah her uh her signature move is the offended hair flick uh kind of thing (laughs) she does that like at least three times Uh, but yeah, right off the bat, I was really enjoying this, guys. I mean, we get the lair and then we like globe trot to like two different places and like the first half of the movie and it's just doing all the, I don't know, Jack bringing up the Thunderball budget in comparison to this really explains a lot to me because this is probably my favorite since Thunderball and it's probably just because it does have so much goddamn spectacle in it. So, yeah, uh, but it's also it's also I think I think the thing is that Bond is trying to walk a tightrope for the next couple of movies to figure out how to do spectacle on a cheaper budget. And mm. this this is definitely one where like in their opinion, like the movies, it came back, but literally it slowed down production on the next one. The Spy Who Loved Me, who Spy Who Loved Me brought everything back. So they're about to get it like just fucking right for a while, obviously for more because we go on to see more. But Live and Let Die and uh, and, and more so this one because this one was much less uh, was much less successful than live and let die ironically even though well it's probably because live and let die was so terrible that no one wanted to see these anymore well that's i mean that's actually a justifiable thing that happens in movies but like at the same time like people went to live and let die for whatever reason um yeah did you guys know that scarabanga or uh, sorry uh what's his face uh christopher lee had a full body makeup on to have the appearance of a man who tanned <laughs> oh right, because he's supposed to be like half English, half Cuban. Or yeah, something. and he's oh, like, is yeah, he? yeah, and it's <laughs> like, he, and it's just one of those things where he looks extremely cakey in that scene. And I'm like, why does he look like cakey? It's not cake-y? like I don't know. Yeah, like he looks like he looks like he's got caked on makeup. And then I found out he was actually wearing makeup. And I'm like, you son of a bitch! I knew it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm the only person that's like been bothered by that. Okay, cool. Whatever. Yeah, his name's Francisco Scaramanga. And I mean, <laughs> like, I think that's part of why I didn't recognize him at first because i was like okay well this can't be christopher lee christopher lee's not that tan <laughs> yeah no <laughs> i thought he pulled it off actually like i'm yeah, like no, okay he, he could tan yeah he but does tan. he pull off the third nipple that was weird better than roger moore pulls off the fake one do we want to talk about the third <laughs> nipple because it's like all before this it's been like you have an eye patch kind of or you against you know, humanity would this podcast be if we did not address the the, uh, <laughs> the, the superfluous it's funny because we're going from like a villain that cries blood to a third nipple like I'm just it's really fucking funny to me because it's like it's like people with eye patches and like scars and like I'm a villain ha, 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 ha. I'm Blofeld I have a scar on my face and now he's like I have a third nipple <laughs> <laughs> yeah you won't know that I'm evil till I take my shirt off <laughs> In a place that makes no anatomical sense whatsoever. Yeah, I actually looked up third nipples because of this. I will say I was on painkillers when I did it, so, you know. Yeah, it's fine. One of my favorite scenes is when, like, Bond hadn't met Scarmonger yet, but he's told that he's going to be at, like, 
you know, this club. And then Bond's like, well, unless it's a strip club, then Scaramanga's one of the performers. Like, there's no way I'm going to know who it is. <laughs> that Senate and the delivery there, just like, that is the epitome of Moore's, like, why he works in this. His oh, quips are on so point. Good. His delivery is so measured and just British is, is and, and campy is, and, and what's the word? I know there's another one. It's just... It gets me. It works. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I think it's also just like, yeah, it just it just yeah, more works for Bond and he brings it into a time period where we can. I find it just to be I think I think this the the, the learning thing for me with this all of this for Bond has been I really have a hard time going back to uh, Sean Connery's just generation because there's always something man there's always something that's like really egregious and this is like the first one that i'm like in and i'm like there's nothing like super egregious here like yeah knickknacks not great but like mm. you know well i mean i don't like, know <laughs> yeah <laughs> is it weird the, to say the combination of good night and knickknack i uh, are both not great <laughs> I, I don't know like the guy that plays him i'll say this like the guy that plays him i forget what his name is god did you read his bio he had like a tragic life story after he, he made he like did. millions like yeah. that's that was a dark dark tunnel there i don't know but he did yeah, go it, on to have more uh, this was his breakout role and he did go on to i can't well yeah he was, he was living this. in his car when he got this role like and that's the thing it's mm-hmm. like i'm i'm not i'm not he, he doesn't say bad things Her about the role they via chase yeah yeah, it's yeah, French, yeah 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 so yeah. Uh, hmm. i've don't know French. Yeah. Apparently him and uh, Roger, he made jokes to Roger Moore that like he could never get a, 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 a hotel on the second floor because he couldn't reach the buttons. So, which I don't know how Roger Moore reacted. He he was actually, I thought he was an actually interesting character. Um, kind of more so than he brings a lot to it, dude. I mean, I know Christopher Lee is the villain, but like, uh, this this is a damn good like sidekick thing here that he's got going yeah. on. I think he yeah. brings a lot. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like Oddjob is like your your kind of stereotypical sidekick. But Oddjob was just kind of I don't know. He he didn't really act all that no, much. No, like, there's no personality. He has his, he has his hat right, but yeah. um, in terms of the sheer personality, Th- this Oddjob is who this is the guy that we don't talk about that we actually remember as being Oddjob essentially like the right? like the like the quote unquote because he's also short and ethnic. It's like that, probably <laughs> no. He's like a he's dressed like a Batman, dude. It's 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 yeah. there. Like it's like odd jobs dressed like a Batman, and so is this guy. You know what I mean? Mm, it's like I see what you mean. Like yeah. like a true British Batman. He's not Batman. I'm just I don't. Sorry, that's uh, wait. Actually, I don't know what you mean. Do you mean like Alfred? Not not Batman. Yeah, no, like legitimately. Well, no, like a Batman is like a term oh, for like, like as a, a yeah, a like a Batman guy villain. No, like a. <laughs> <laughs> Does no one watch Downton Abbey? Okay, cool. I do, but or I did. But. Like a Batman, like you know, you're you're like personal attendant. That like it's like you wear a suit and you like. Does he bring you a bat? Oh, like a step up from a butler. <sighs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, I'm yeah, looking up. I'm looking up the turn right now. That's no, not, not the right term for it. No. Uh, it's a Batman. I'm right. It's like a Batman. You uh, could be. I don't remember Downton Abbey that. No, well. not Batman. <laughs> like God a, damn it, Google. <laughs> like a valet. Yeah, valet? like a like a like a valet. That's no. That's a. Yeah. That's a. That's something else too. <laughs> A, a valet. A valet, yeah. yeah. So, emphasis is on the first part, yes, I think. Yeah. My, my dear, my, Jack, my good man, there's a, I think you made, I think you made up a thing. But no, they called him Batman. It's not what they called. Can you explain why did they bring them cricket bats? No, it was like in the war, in World War One. if you were like a wealthy person, you had a dude that kept your like kit and stuff and went to war with you. He was just like your butler. Okay, war. was a bat in the kit? You, I still just, I'm trying what? to help. It, it, wait, Dude, wait, I what? want a Batman. That sounds fucking awesome. Obviously, everybody does. That's why we watch Downton Abbey because <laughs> we secretly want to be rich. And, yeah, I don't know. Okay, valet. All right, I'm oh, gonna find valet. this before the, this end of this show. But we should talk about something fucking else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. um, <laughs> okay, shut the fuck up. Oh, Look at me, like Batman or a thing. I mean, we've covered most. So of I, Bases. Go on. I don't know. You're going back to your point that you generally like like the the Moore era more than the Connery era, or at least like the way they they did the movies. I 
I, I disagree. Um, I, ah, I think these are very ah, different. It's true. A Batman or an orderly is a soldier or airman assigned to a commissioned officer or a pers- as a personal no, no. servant. Before the advent of motorized transport and officers, Batman was also in charge of the officer's bat horse that carries the pack saddle with the officer's kit during a campaign. So what's ah. a bat horse? And the, which is not, I don't know why it's a bad horse. Yeah, guess what? I, guess what came up when I, I googled bad crazy. horse. <laughs> Take a while, guess. <laughs> oh, what came up <laughs> when I googled bad I'm horse? Sure it's, I'm sure it's, yeah. Oh, bad horse. <laughs> uh-huh. Is it Val Kilmer? <laughs> I'll be home all night, ladies and gentlemen. All right, sure enough. What is it? Is it a is it a Batman horse? Is there literally a Batman horse? It's a Batman horse. Of course there is. Batman has ruined everything for the Batman of World War One. Nope, that's not right. I tried to Google Bat Horse, but I wrote Bat Whore instead. That's Bat Your Google images result was worse than mine. Catwoman pops no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Oh, Bro, <laughs> poor Catwoman. All right, let's do some scores. All right, let's do yeah. this. What? No, but we haven't talked about the uh, the the slanty ship. Oh, uh, I briefly yeah, brought talk, it up, but let's uh, talk about the slanty ship. Let's we can spend like another ten minutes on how awesome that slanty ship was. It was that, really cool. It was really <laughs> fucking cool. Trevor, you're right. You did bring it up as the you know it's worth <laughs> a point in the ratings, and the slide whistle took it away. The only the only thing I really I do want to bring up it I was do say, I yeah. love how Roger Moore and Christopher Lee are like super buds. Apparently, like apparently they went like cave diving during this. Nice. And like the island that's like this island now is called James Bond Island. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's like a tourist it's like attraction. A tourist attraction. Yeah. Yeah. Like some of the stuff is still there. Like you can actually go and see it, which is like super cool. Everyone I, know, I know who's been to Thailand has been to James Bond Island. It's like a big deal. Did yeah, you just it, tell me that they went spurlunking and not make another Batman joke? No. Oh. 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 No. 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 This. This is perfect Good because <laughs> there's there's actually like something to do with bats <laughs> with this. Okay, I'm sorry. Just, uh, <laughs> I am supposed to keep us on track while your drugs yeah. keep it. While on location <laughs> in Thailand, Sir Roger Moore found a cave full of bats. He couldn't resist seeking out Sir Christopher Lee, telling him that he had found and joking, "Master, they are yours to command." Lee appreciates <laughs> Lee appreciated the joke. I don't get the joke. What's the joke? Was Christopher Lee in some Batman movie? Is Christopher Lee Batman? We're looking up. Christopher Lee. Was he Dracula? He'd be a good uh, Dracula. Christopher Lee yeah, is true. Yeah, yeah, Lee point. as the title character in Dracula. Lee, yeah. Yeah, yes, he was Dracula. Also, I really want to see that. <laughs> yeah. Oh that my fucking I'm going to see God. Christopher Lee as Dracula. Guys, no, it's so ter- it's effing. Look at the link I just sent. It's effing terrifying. I love that they're both knights. That just makes me so happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. This is that uh, makes sense. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I've seen images from from that film. This yes. has been the Movie Gang Podcast. We Google things. That's how we get you this. <laughs> things to events. Like, no, I'm, That's I'm all right. terrifying. I don't like that. No, <laughs> no it looks great. Jesus. I'm all about it. <laughs> Give me. Yeah. That makes me happy that like Roger Moore and Christopher Lee were friends. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. apparently Christopher Lee was supposed to be Bond, but because he's related to Ian Fleming, but then Ian Fleming like forgot to bring it up to to Broccoli or who or mm. Guy Hamilton. Awesome. Awesome. Would have been so much better. Fun fact: This yeah. is one of Christopher Lee's favorite roles he's ever played. Oh. Which it's one of the I think the other thing too that I really love I, after the, the after the air it's good to see people just like having a good time doing this you know what I mean and oh, I yeah. think that's I think that's the thing that really translates here is like he like he's like striding and he's like hey what's up bro let's come on into my man cave <laughs> <laughs> let's go man up into my man cave yeah you know you want to see the shrine I built for you yeah it's cool I shot its fingers off I'm a really good <laughs> shot. <laughs> He um, shoots the cork off the champagne. What a guy. <laughs> and he pops out like a little boy just like running up. He's like, 
Dude, I like I saw that scene and I'm like, I would love to be able to do that <laughs> just to like at a party. Like it's like shoot the cork off the champagne. It's so fucking I, I mean, I'm pretty sure somebody has to lose a finger a couple times before you can do that successfully. That's how that works. <laughs> yeah, I can saber a bottle of champagne. It's pretty cool. I like it. Uh, yeah, can I've you? seen that. Yeah, I can. I remember Wait, the last time you did it, you just, there was just glass all over the fucking place. He, oh, uh, I did. Yeah. I shot glass at Sean. I forgot I did that. Yeah. But you also weren't sober when you were sabering said bottle of champagne. I was really, really drunk. <laughs> It's not a chopped, it's a slide, right? It's a yeah. slice. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, you slice it off. Yeah, it's good. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I, I still didn't throw up in the bathroom, though. <laughs> My sister still makes fun of you. <laughs> you need to come visit just to, like, redeem yourself. I think yourself. if somebody throws up in your bathroom, that gives you the right to make fun of them. Isn't that how that works? I think that's how that works. No, it's fine. I feel bad now. I totally, I was about to say, Sean had the better of me when I went to visit him in the altitude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's true. At the time, I, I didn't live a mile high. Sweet Rocky revenge. <laughs> What's that? You guys come my butt. Okay, we're, 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 we're still casting. Yeah, Jack, little Jack's here. He's, uh, he's come in, say hi. Cute. Yeah, he's cute. Yeah, he does run into things. It's really cute. Oh man. And then he barks. I'm sure. No, he doesn't. He doesn't bark at all. Oh really? He loves belly rubs and warm hugs. Yeah. Mm. Poor little guy. Well, I'm not gonna bring it. Up. I'm not gonna bring it up, honey. I love you. Okay. Anyways, let's move on. Let's go ahead and do some stories. Yeah. Well, do we need yeah. to talk about the fun house? I thought that was really cool and design. a really, really fucking iconic scene. To be honest yeah. with you, yeah. Is this isn't this like the movie that like invented the you know? No, I I did double check that. Okay. No, it's it's uh, Enter the Dragon does it first. Uh, and there's an Asian, there's a couple of other movies that had done something similar that Enter the Dragon was ripping off. I think Sean is leaving. <laughs> Anyways, no. It sounds uh, like Enter the Dragon was a big influence on this then between that and the karate. Well, no, that's exactly what they talk about. They said uh, karate had become, or like Asian like martial arts movies had become really popular at this time, mm-hmm. which is I think the other bit that we're going to start seeing is that James Bond movies be- start to become like ciphers for the time period and like they being are in. set in the energy crisis and it being like just the backdrop as they put it yeah it's exactly it's exactly it james bond movies are going to get more and more topical as we go along because it's like south park it has to get like topical to survive mm-hmm. um you know something happened this week we do a show about it and that's kind of like how it is a little bit um because like you know what's next time we're gonna get you know underwater no is that yeah that's the spy who loved me it's like we need to take care of the whales and the oceans because it's the 80s oh, now. oh wow oh yeah because you got you got like a star mm-hmm. trek movie about that i was about to say the yep. long yep. journey home or whatever the it journey is. Home? they are not the home. Your whales. but this is also the this is just Wait, the Sarah, age what is the quote <laughs> They are not the hell your whales. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie, actually. It's so Me good. Too. That's one of the oh, best, for dude, sure. That movie's no, amazing. It's terrible, but I love it. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm sorry. That movie's, that this, movie's fine. Wow. That movie, Let's do oh, Star Trek movies passes. next, and then we can end with Galaxy Quest. Oh. Yes! It's the oh. best Star Trek movie of all time. Fuck you, fight me. <laughs> I would not. I would not. Like, <laughs> probably Tim, like legitimately Tim Allen's best role. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, is that even a fight? Is anybody going to fight me on that one? No. no. <laughs> I, I cannot recommend the history behind that and the documentary enough where they talk about Alan Rickman just like respect. <laughs> By yeah, the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What are you gonna say? Tim Allen's best role, Jungle to Jungle. Oh, actually, he's got Toy Story. That's right. Shit. Yeah. Um, uh, true. And the Santa Claus. Galaxy mm. mm. Quest <laughs> is definitely better than the Santa Claus, bro. Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't. I might. I might be able to have an argument about Toy Story. I don't know that. Well, Toy Story is really fucking good. I'm just. Saying. I think we're procrastinating because we don't want this to be over. Role. How about that? Perfect. Yeah, we do need to rate this thing. No, no art. It's just, <laughs> Sean's like opening another beer. He's like, "Can you guys get done already?" <laughs> <laughs> it's just so nice to talk about one that we all kind of liked. I think that is. Yeah. That is that's the thing. Too. I want to be over. Like, you should watch this one. This is like. And then the question is, I think the next three of these are like pretty, pretty fucking good. And then we go back to hell, but it's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no, bro! Yeah, yeah. What, what, or, you don't like the spy who loved me? Uh, yeah, Moonrakers in the next three. <laughs> Anticipating an eight for Moonraker though, Cheers, on my part at least. <laughs> uh, we'll see. 
Let's I don't see. know. I haven't seen it in such a long time. Cheers, we'll Moonraker. See. Moonraker. I will say this: there, are, you, you, you will either love or hate Moonraker, and it'll depend on your relationship with camp. Personally, there is not a campier Bond film movie, and for me, that gives it a place, and it's just perfect. <laughs> I remember really, really loving Moonraker, but I haven't seen it in uh, you know fifteen years. It is the dumbest plot that's ever been put to movies i will say that <laughs> like, that doesn't always necessarily oh, matter it doesn't in fact if, if, if i may it enhances the experience oh, good. <laughs> people do things that make no sense <laughs> and then they go to space and there's space lasers and space okay we'll talk about Moon they should have called it the man with the iron grill <laughs> <laughs> or whatever Jaws teeth are made out of. I don't remember. Oh, Jaws Titanium. is next week. Jaws sure is oh, in Jaws is next movie. week. Oh, I thought yeah. he was in Moonraker. My bad. I'm he's, in, he's, in, he's in three. He's, he's in, in three Bond oh, films. Oh, okay. That's yeah, right. he, he's gonna. And this is my favorite thing about Jaws. Jaws is a villain henchman. He gets henched to different organizations. He just shows up at a different henchman for multiple villains. Yes. And every time, every time Roger Moore's just like, whoa. <laughs> <Right laughs> Jaws shows up. Jaws like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Glass door account where he's just like terrible experience. Right? Yeah, just like, that was amazing. It's just like he's like tendering for villains. Like he's oh, like man. he's like the minions movie. Henchman oh, for hire. Uh, but it's also the, it's also a lot of like henchman jokes. His resume come from is Jaws. just his teeth. <laughs> it's just like a picture, like hey, just a big dude. This is a note for my dentist. Yes. Yeah. Here, and then I love. The and then and then it it all resolves in Moonraker because in Moonraker he like finds love and it's amazing and he turns oh, good. All right, quit it. You're spoilers. I, I'm, I'm spoiling it. I'm spoiling it. And of. 40 year old movie. I know, <laughs> I know, but it's the rewatch. That's okay. All right, I'm all just, right. I'm fine, just fine, fine. We gotta, fine, I gotta, we gotta okay. wrap it up somehow. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Scores. All right, I'm going to ask because I want to keep, uh, I kind of, I really want to start. Let's start with you, Sarah. What, what do you think of The Man with the Golden Gun? I give The Man with the Golden Gun a 7 out of 10, which that might be a little bit inflated because I say again, it was so nice to watch a Bond film and really, truly enjoy watching it and not be appalled by some sort of, well, you know, something problematic, something or other. And um, I love the set design. I love the locale of the um, villain base. And um, I loved the villain himself, Christopher yeah. Lee, because yeah. he's because he's Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee. <laughs> I'll, and uh, Rog, I think Roger Moore's really fa finally found his stride as Bond in this film. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's she's just having a good time, and I think that's the other thing. I think they were friends, and you can tell that they were just having a good time together in this film. And I think that's like Bond is a joy again. I think that's like it's you know. So that's where I am. I'm an eight. This is great. <laughs> this is great. This is this is this is this is turning it around, man. And I got nowhere to go but up from here. Uh, yeah, no, I probably I probably think that most Roger Moore's won't go much higher than this. But I do think solidly like the best of them are like right here at an eight, which just means just fun, camp, dumb, good time. This is the ultimate fucking TV movie, man. This is the ultimate comes on. Oh, man, man with the golden gun. This is chill. I need to pop a beer and sit and just let literally nothing happen for the next <laughs> hour and a half like that's and, and then and then i can laugh and then i even and if, if i it, yeah. and if your yeah, dad is watching it with you he knows where all the quips are so he's like wait for it wait 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 for yeah it. he's like he's like wait for the slide whistle and i'm like mm. <laughs> the slide whistle whistle has to be one of my like my three least favorite parts about this film <laughs> this fucking slide whistle yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like Trevor. my uh, fiance is like, it should just be a Hot Wheels car. It would make more sense if it just turned into a Hot Wheels car for a second. <laughs> it's the slide whistle robs everything. There's a really cool edit of it with just like James Bond music, and it's really fucking cool. They also don't slow the footage down, which is the other thing too. Yeah. There's no, there's no need to ramp the fucking footage because it looks really fucking intense in real life. Like it's just like, it's like it's it's intense. It's intense. Like she got a, we got a, we got to look that up after this or link it or something. 
Okay, I'm going to give it a... Uh, I've, been, I've been divided but whether... Because this is my favorite since Slenderball, hands down. Um, uh, most I've enjoyed any uh, Bond film since then. And uh, I don't know if it deserves a whole point better than Thunderball. So it's kind of between a 6.5 and a 7. But I'm going to go with a 7 too because I've had nothing to good say, things to say about this. I obviously enjoyed it a lot. Maybe... Yeah, more on the generous side and stick it at a seven. It's uh, it's making me excited to watch more of the Roger Moore era. I like this guy so much better than John Connery Bond. I think I'm starting to uh, to realize maybe uh, Ben might be right about me. Jack might be right about me. Roger Moore might be the Bond for me. It uh, might turn out that way. We'll see. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad. It's going to make me happy when we could at least all agree that we like Roger Moore, or at least Except for like, Sean. Yeah, no, Sean still hates Roger Moore, but you, let's hear let's hear what you have to. What did you give it, uh, Tr- Trevor? Sorry, so I'm sticking it at a seven. Yeah, that's a good place, uh, Sean. Uh, I will give this a six and a half. Um, oh, f off! <laughs> I uh, I did not. I, 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 I need to not remind you what you say about Roger Moore. This is my bad. That's my bad. Uh, my bad, guys. He had to drag the score down. I, I think. I mean, I think I gave Thunderball like a seven or a seven and a half. This is definitely not better than Thunderball. This is maybe on par with um, You Only Live Twice, um, but it is really enjoyable. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a. Uh, I love the quips. It's just, it's a very different approach to Bond. I, I agree with you, Jack, that it's like it's very watchable and rewatchable. Um, you know, it's it's one of those movies that you can kind of just sit down, not necessarily pay a whole lot of attention to, and it's just really you know it's it's, it's a fun time. Um, you know, do I love do I love the Bond girls? No, um, but at the end of the day, it's just, it's part of like the Roger Moore era. So it all kind of like, you know, you, you, it's part of the package you get when you're, you know, when you're watching these types of movies. But at the same time, I, I do like kind of the, um, you know, the Cold War era aspect of the, of the Connery films. I do like the, you know, he's kind of investigating and you're trying to figure out what's going on. Well, this one's a little, it's just much sillier. It's, it's got a different vibe to it, but uh, at the same time, it's still enjoyable, and I, I would definitely give this a positive recommendation. So six and a half th- for me. Let me just find this real quick. <laughs> what was that about? You only live twice. Being as good as this film. I, I just, I just want to. Uh, I don't want to. You know, I don't, not to be an asshole, but I just want to dive in on that a little bit. <laughs> can, we, can we just address that a little bit? You think oh, you, you only live twice is like a classic. It set it sets up the Blofeld <laughs> layer. It's uh, it's just a cool. It's a it's a cool fucking Come movie, on. man. I'm, it's a fucking I'm volcano sorry. layer. There it's is like a so classic. Much more characterization and character interplay between like Scaramanga and Bond, like having their like interplay on the island. I, I'm I'm sorry. There's like so much going Dude, on like there. It's like Donald Pleasance. It's like your fucking classic Blofeld. It's like the dictionary definition of Blofeld. I, I, it establishes I know, that character. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we've established that character, but like it's not a good character as opposed to like no, he's not. He's not. He's fine. He's fine. I don't. I mean, Scaramanga is great. Don't get me wrong, but, right. but he doesn't have a monorail. Yeah, he doesn't, doesn't have, have a monorail. Yeah, he just yeah. had a monorail. I think Sean Bale. He's, he's not an evil Walt Disney. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> it's just yeah. It's just it's a it's a classic. Uh, so just straight up Walt Disney. <laughs> but I, I gave it the same we score. I gave it the same score I, as I gave this movie. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I just I, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. I'm cool with that. I'm not going to say shit. What's the average, is, Jack? <laughs> fuck if I know. <laughs> Plus 6.5 divided by 4. The average is 7.125 or 7, which is good. That's good. Right, yeah. That's good. No, I, I think it's I, I'm, I'm giving Sean a lot of shit because that's just fun for me. I mean, it's the only reason I literally make anybody do scores is just to give them shit at this point. So, um, yeah, mostly Trevor, mostly Trevor. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I think this is this is one of the more standout Bond films. We're going to see the next couple ones. I, do, I I'm very interested to see where Sean's scores goes from here, because like 
I the spy the the spy who loved me in my mind is probably a better Bond film. So I'm very interested for to see if you agree with that because you know this is the one with the Lotus. It's the one with like oh, you know yeah. the giant tanker and like that's the underwater fortress and you know which is the I, only under yeah. Well, I'll, I won't spoil it, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm I'm excited for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> If nothing else, I'm really excited for fucking Moonraker. Uh, that's going to be that's going to be an experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, from everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast, this has been Trevor Flynn. Bye. Sarah Becker. Thanks for listening. Sean Solis. I don't know why you got the sexy version of the song. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, guys. Have a good <laughs> And I've been your host, Jack Newman. Thanks for listening to the Movie Gang Podcast. Head on over to the Tuscan Shed Media Network.com. That's the Tuscan Shed.com where you can check out all their podcasts, including Animania. We just did Decadence, which is our, uh, we're just coming in on the summer season here. So we're able to, a lot, a lot of brand new anime that you can check out, including our review of Decadence, Rent a Girlfriend, which is not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> Shockingly. No, it's very good, Sarah. I know. Don't, don't make that face of me. I'm giving them a face. There's a face. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's, it's about terrible people being terrible. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, check that out. And, uh, you can also head on over to the pen and paper pie where you can check out our recent things. We're really, we're releasing our water deep campaign starring Trevor Flynn here. And I'm, I'm their, uh, dungeon master as they make their way through, uh, the city of Waterdeep, trying to discover, uh, what has caused an outbreak and trying to solve it. So it's a COVID related Dungeons and Dragons. 5e campaign you can check that out we're also releasing on twitch our season three which is our uh, villains of novera beyond evil campaign going on right now trevor flynn plays in that one as well of course as well as uh edwin reyes and tanner they both are going through there last week uh i think uh chuck angus challenged a frost giant to single combat it's not going well from him so we'll just uh, check that out it's all interesting you can check that out on twitch all of our stuff is at at the sorry sorry at the underscore movie underscore gang check us out on twitter facebook give us comments and likes and subscribes there we really appreciate all that content you can check us out and uh, always check everything out for anything else you can head over to the tuscan shed media network and you can use our links there to head on over to itunes where you can give us a review we'd really appreciate that uh if you don't want to give us five stars then go don't go don't go because we don't know how it works you don't know how it works either it's just magical just go give us five stars there you can say jack newman force made gunpoint to write this review send help my number and street number is xyz it's cool no one listens to it but the five stars does help so do go ahead and go over there and give us that if you want to give us actual feedback head on over to twitter and facebook and we really appreciate that one last time from everyone here at the movie gang podcast and by extension the tuscan shed media network thanks for listening james bond and we will return next week for the spy who loved me oh i just remembered we forgot to talk about the opening the opening slaps i don't know about you guys but i thought the music was good it was good yeah yes guess what the song was titled the man with the golden gun Dude, just fucking A, of course it was. Like, <laughs> I was just playing along. What the fuck? We're going to argument here. I've outroed us. I've outroed us. You need to drop in that argument, motherfucker. Hey, I started oh. it. <laughs> <sighs>